What's going on everybody? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Thoughts by the Real Diablo Podcast. Now today, we're going to enter into a new season of growing up DeVille D.I. At this point, DeVille's 19 years old. I'm pretty much going to say I'm full-fledged DeVille now. Because I got the yellow surfboard, yellow Cadillac. Um, at this point, I've moved back to um, Virginia or the D.C. suburbs, however you want to look at it, with my dad now. So... On this episode, what's the first thing that you do when you're in a new place? You got to find your comrades. You got to make some friends. DeVille needs friends. So, without further ado, let's get into it. So, the whole reason why I ended up back in Virginia was because my father, he hit me up. He was constantly hitting me up, telling me about this um, contract and that he was doing and, you know, these jobs that he had and the jobs he was bidding on and how big some of them were and how he was just going to need my help. I need my baby boy. I need my baby boy. So I fell for it. I didn't watch for the hook. <laughs> and I went up there to uh, help my dad work on his business. So now... I'm there, 19 years old, back into this house with me, my father, my stepmother, and my little brother, who is probably like 11 or 12 at this time. And I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody. So um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how am I going to make friends? How am I going to meet people? And so the make what. <laughs> My strategy was, I smoked at the time, so my strategy was I was just go outside and I'd smoke and i hang out, you know, I'd walk around the neighborhood and so on and so forth, just hoping, you know, that, that I'd see somebody to start a conversation with, because the, there was guys on the block, and the guys used to hang out on the block and whatnot, so, um, and I'd also would get my dad's car, he had a Toyota Camry, and he had like a, a Dodge Ram truck. So he um I would get his I would get his car that his wife would drive. I'd drop her off at the bus station and I'd take the car, I'd ride around, go different places, try to meet people. And if it eventually paid off because some of the guys in the neighborhood saw me one day and they asked me for a lighter. Either they asked me for a lighter or I asked them for a lighter. Either way, um, so we started talking, and they was like, you're Darius' brother, right? And I was like, yeah, it's like you used to stay, you stayed in, you used to live across the street, you, you stayed there before. And I was like, yeah, because see, I didn't know these guys. You had the twins, you had uh, Ty, and you had Kaylin. I didn't know these guys, but they knew me. The reason why I didn't know them, because they were younger than me. They were a little older than my brother, 
but they weren't as old as me. So I'm 19. My brother's 12. These guys are like um, 15, 16, 17. They're in that age range. So I didn't know them when I was there before, but they didn't remember me. So we started kicking them. And that was kind of awkward because, you know, I'm 19. I'm at that age where I'm still young enough to hang with teenagers, but I'm also old enough to hang out with the adults. So my sister-in-law, her fiancé, would come over every now and then, and we'd kick it because he smoked too. So we'd kick it, and he introduced me to a couple of his partners who were closer to my age. And, um... So, um, but they were in their twenties. Thing about that was, you know, they're in their twenties. They've got girlfriends, fiancés, wives, and stuff. They already have their life established. So it was kind of awkward for me trying to work my way into uh, hanging out with these people. You know what I mean? They already had their friends. But then I got introduced to this guy they call it G Code. G Code was from New Orleans. <laughs> Chico's knowledge. So they was like, my boys on the block, they one day they was like, it's somebody I want to introduce you to. It was like he from where um he from where like the the uh that city down where you know all the people be getting killed and stuff and I'm like Miami and they're like, No, it's not Miami, it's like, you know, that city where the the, the rap dude come from, you know, the the um I forget I forget who he said how he said it, but either way he was talking about Master P. And so I'm like New Orleans. He's like, Yeah, from New Orleans and so they introduced me. They took me over on the block actually. He stayed on another block, Ferndale. They took me over to his block and introduced me to him. And, you know, me and him were like the same age. He was like no he was like twenty one and I was nineteen, so he was a little older than me. Or he turned twenty one while I was down there. Either way. So me and him started kicking. That became my role, dog. But, of course, as I told you the story before, where my stepmother had her intricate plot to get me enrolled in college. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I met two people, or I bumped it, reunited with two people in college from high school. You know, my buddy Randy, he was going there. And this other guy, I can't remember his name, um, little short white guy, he was trying to get into we were going to North Virginia, and he was trying to get his grades right so he could go to Virginia Tech. Michael Vick was at Virginia Tech at the time. So he was hoping that he could get into Tech and play with Michael Vick. But me and neither one of these guys clicked at this time. I met another guy at school named Beatrice. He was from New Orleans, too. And we was cool, but we never really clicked either like that. So here comes Stelmar. And she's trying to get me um, to get this job at some place. I can't remember the name of the place. But I'm like, the whole reason why I came here was to work with my dad. Now, we did some jobs. He had some work, but it just wasn't steady work because this was his side thing that he was building. He drove buses full time. So, the um, you know, the, the contract, and that was something that he did. In evenings and, and weekends, he was trying to get going. So that's why he wanted me there to basically be available. But either way, she sends me to this place. She tells me, go up here and ask for Kim, my friend Kim. So I go up to this place. I'm dressed up. I'm nice. 
And I'm expecting Kim to be an old lady. You know what I mean? I'm expecting Kim to be stepmom's age. But I go in there and I ask for Kim. And Kim comes out. And Kim is nice. I'm talking about Kim is nice. A little slim. A little slim something. A little slim something. And I was like, damn, look at Kim. So I introduced myself to Kim. And we chopping it up. And she's walking me through the office. And she's to get with, I guess, HR guy, whoever does the hiring. And she's talking to me about how most of the people that work in this office are like pill heads and weed burnouts and, you know, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, you know, sounds like my kind of people. I'll fit in here very well. <laughs> but so uh, I get with the guy. And before I get with the guy, she's like, well, look, here's my number. She writes her number on a sticky note. She's like, you know, me and my sister, we, you know, we kind of hang out. We'll go out sometimes. We'll do this and that. She's like, this is my number. You know, call me and we'll hang out, whatever. And I'm like, girls, victory. I'm in there. I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited, excited. So after that, I go and I take my little test. Now, the test was like matching numbers to numbers and putting numbers in sequence. It was like 100, 100 questions on this test that I had to run through. It was multiple choice. And I had a certain allotted amount of time to get through it. So I get through it and I end up being like three, like missing three questions short of the the, the score that I needed to be able to pass and, and to start working there. So the guy, he's like, you know, you did real good. Most people don't do this well on their first time. And um, he was like, just wait six weeks and then come back and you know, we'll, you know, you pass and then we can move you forward. So I'm like, cool. I leave, uh, go back to the house. Stepmom rolls up on me. Yeah. How'd it go? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, yeah. I, um, I'm like, yeah, I, I didn't get it. I, I was like three short. So he told me come back in six weeks and try again. She's like, okay, well, that's good. You know, you did good. And she was like, well, um, did you meet my friend? And I was like, yeah. I met her. It's like, yeah, well, you know, whatever. So I go upstairs. I'm chilling. So a couple of days later, I'm like, you know what? I'm about to call. I think it was coming up on the weekend. And I'm like, I'm about to call Kim and see what's good with Kim. So I had this box where I kept all my stuff, like all my phone numbers, uh, pictures, you know, just stuff. That I want to always know it was that I kept it in shoebox. So I go through the shoebox, I get Kim's number, and I'm looking at it. I go downstairs, I get the phone, I come back upstairs, I'm sitting there, I'm looking at it. Hit that, you know, this is when everybody didn't have cells back then. I had a cordless joint, just a regular cordless house phone. So I turn that joint on and I'm dialing. And I think to myself, wait a minute. Last time. I thought I was getting put on or something. I ended up in college. This person <laughs> is her friend, quote unquote, too. So you know what? Let me fall back. I'm not going for this. I'm not calling this mom. I'm not calling this mom. I'm not doing it. You can cancel that shit. I'm not falling for it again. So I don't call her. And I'm just kicking it with the normal people that I'm kicking it with while I'm there. 
Sunday rolls around. No, Saturday rolls around. And stepmom comes to me with this whole spill about church. You know, she's into the church. This whole spill about church. And I want you to come visit my church with me. If you just come this one time, that'll be great. I won't bother you about it no more. So I'm like, bet. If this is all I got to do to get you out of my face about the church, I'll go this one time. It's whatever. So I go to church. Um, they do the whole thing where they... Now, this happened to be a Sunday where pretty much like the young people were running the church and they had like a whole spirit dance and I guess you call it and youth choir and youth ministry and all this type of stuff. So they make me stand up and, you know, do the whole, hey, I'm new here, I'm visiting, I'm with so-and-so, do that whole spiel. And um, so after that, we leave. And, you know, but no, before we leave, you know, pastor and all of them come up to me and they're talking to me. We know we could, we could use some more good young men in the church. We can, no matter what, <laughs> no matter what church you can go to, they could use some more good young men in that church. I wasn't, DeVille wasn't trying to hear that though. I, I knew right then and there that I would never come back to this church again. I had zero plans on coming back to this church I just came for the sake of getting it out of my face and keeping the peace by coming to the church. You dig? So, never coming back again. I already noticed, even though there was one little shorty in there that was looking mad good while she was doing spirit dancing, <laughs> I was never coming back again, though. But this is when it clicked. We're riding home, and she's asking me about the church. What do you think about the church? What do you think about the church? I'm like, oh, yeah, it was cool. It's like, would you come back? And I'm like, oh, I might, you know, I might come back again. It's possible. And uh, she's like, yeah, Kim wasn't there today. I'm going to have to call her and see where she was. Bullseye. You didn't fool me with that shit this time. It was a setup the whole time. I'm telling you. If I had to hit up Kim, Kim was going to try to get me in that church. But Kim didn't go to that church either that Sunday because Kim was probably out popping pills. I didn't fall for it, though. I did not fall for it. DeVille learned his lesson. So, <laughs> that, was off the, that was off the market. But, yeah, back in the hood and, and making friends and, you know, getting to know people and, she didn't like see she didn't like the people that I was hanging with. Because the twins across the street, their mom had some issues, you know. Um Kay had some issues. Ty Ty was just like he just was a guy who was around. He didn't even really live over there type of thing. But she didn't like those guys and she didn't like me hanging with those guys. And of course she was trying to ring me in and go to the church get me to go to the church that nobody went to but her. My dad didn't go to the church. My brother didn't go to the church, but she was convinced she was going to reel me into that church. And she was going to use Kim to do it out of But I think that's a good stopping point. I'm going to stop that. Stop the episode right there for today. Now, next week, uh, hopefully, <laughs> next week, hopefully, I'm going to bring you another episode of Growing Up the Vildia, and I'm going to talk about some of the 
uh, adventures? Do I want to do the adventures that I had with my new friends while I was waiting on my car? See, I was waiting on my car, my DeVille to be delivered to me by the car service. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I'm waiting on my sister to bring my car because, like I said, my sister was going to be marrying um, this guy, she, this Marine that she was engaged to. And he was stationed in Quantico, Quantico, Virginia. So she was going to be coming up and she was going to drive my car up and uh, drop it off to me. So, you know, I'd have my vehicle there. So I'm waiting on that. So I'm driving dad's car. I'm working with dad a little bit. I got a couple interesting stories about working with dad. So next week, we're either going to bring you my car chronicles or I'll bring you don't work with your family. <laughs> one or the other. I'm not quite sure which direction I want to take it uh, yet on that one. But uh, in the meantime, in between time, make sure you go back and listen to my last episode. I interviewed Love Honor, a.k.a. Fozzie Malika, who is my nephew and who is actually an, an up-and-coming artist in DMV. They literally call this man a DMV legend. He's been through some things, man. He's one of those real guys that I will say, to say it politely, politically correctly, he's about that life. He's one of the guys who actually lives what he raps about, you know what I mean? And um, he gets busy. He gets busy on the microphone. You can look him up, Fozzy Malika, on YouTube, Love Honor on Instagram. He's got some dope music out there. Uh, check out that interview with him over the weekend. Hopefully, I'll be recording with the Yeah About That podcast. Uh, we're gonna do some talk about um what we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about a classic album we're gonna rate a classic album that's what we're gonna do so make sure y'all be in tune i'll let you know when that one is up and running and then uh furthermore from that we're just gonna keep on rolling and keep the show going as always man i appreciate and i love each and every last one of y'all that tune in to the VLDI Thoughts about the VLDI podcast. Make sure you be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated. Because either way, you made a difference, my friend. Now, the VLDI is out of here. Y'all make sure y'all come back. Peace. <laughs>